0: Welcome to the One Speed MMA Podcast with yours truly, Flying Smitty, Justin Smith. And Carson Wood. And Carson Wood. Big week in MMA this week. I kind of wanted to listen to the uh, um, MMA hour today, but I did not to hear what Rebney said about the MMA Fighters Union. Actually, I guess it would be MMA, M M A A. A A A.
1: There's one extra A if it's in Canada.
0: That eh? mm-hmm. it makes it a question, though, doesn't it? Uh, eh? Makes it a question, eh? <laughs> <laughs> you see what I did there? You think you're so damn clever. I think I'm so damn Canadian. You're not. Um, <laughs> what would you like to get into first? So the three things I'd really like to discuss today. Um, John Jones's interview on Joe Rogan. Did you hear it? Yes, I did. We'll discuss that. Um, number two is DJ's performance and that kind of um, Ultimate Fighter 24 card, mm-hmm. as well as um, the two cards coming up this weekend and the MMAA Association. Let's do it. Okay. W- where would you like to start off? Right? Um, Should we just go right into to Demetrius Johnson and how, because he was the most dominant performance out of all of those things this week? Yeah. You think he was that dominant? Well, I, uh, after I I the Tim first round, ra- ra- after him. the first round, I thought
1: Timilia took the second too, didn't he? No,
0: it was it was definitely four um,
1: one. But I mean, but he, I still think he was, he still had more control over that fight than pretty much any other fighter that Demetrius has won against since being champion, right?
0: Oh yeah, I mean, he did much better than Henry Cejudo, and in his last fight, <laughs> the first Benavidez fight wasn't that bad, but in the last Benavidez fight. Uh, but just got knocked out, so yeah, Tim Elliott did look more dominant than anyone expected him to. Um, I didn't expect him to go all five rounds. I expected him to do something like that in the first to come out all wiry and just kind of crazy because he had nothing to lose. Um, but I didn't expect him to get out of, you know, I didn't expect a decision due to the fact of how dominant DJs looked in the last couple fights after people were kind of giving me a hard time for just going to decision. Um, and so yeah, no, I I really enjoyed the fight quite a bit, actually, because Tim Elliott did actually you know, he kept rolling and he kept trying to defend and he kept trying to attack and so did DJ. DJ mm-hmm. wanted to finish the fight. He kept attacking. I mean, that was some of the best just kind of rolls that I've seen in a while, where someone could be on the in the bottom position and then roll back to the top and then end up back in the bottom all within, you know, a couple minutes.
1: Um, I know he probably I mean obviously wanted to win, but Dude, he's he's got nothing to, to be depressed about after
0: that. And no, he, absolutely. I mean, like everyone said, not never has a fighter's stock gone up as much in a loss as his did. Maybe Chelsea. Sonnen's to Anderson Silva. Oh yeah,
1: that's it. That's uh, comparable, but I still yep. don't think it's the same thing. He was he was moving up the rankings. Like he was the number one contender. Tim Elliott was. Mm. By default of a competition, yep. we all still think that, you know, Cejudo or Benavidez is still going to be the, you know, the number one, number two contender. So, I mean, with that being said, he th- that is more of a standout performance. But Chelsea Sunnens went up. That's I, why he got the rematch. I was
0: actually thinking about that with um, Henry Cejudo, if he would have won and potentially got the rematch. And he may have had to fight one more time before he did. Um, I don't know if Benavidez is going to get an immediate rematch. But what I was thinking is. Would Henry,
1: <laughs>
0: would Henry Cejudo have a, a? I mean, obviously it would be a different fight, but would he have the best chance out of anybody right now based on the fact that he wasn't prepared for Demetrius Johnson's MMA wrestling and his just brute strength? And now that he could actually plan for that and and adjust to that, if he'd be able to get out of the first round and maybe even provide him, I mean... Provide him a more difficult matchup. Um, His striking looked much improved against Benavidez. And I guess let's just move right into that. Who do you think won that fight? Benavidez. See, and I thought it was a lot closer. I thought... Well, I thought it was close, but I mean, if, if I'm saying who I think won, Benavidez. Yeah. Um, and I probably would have picked Cejudo. I just didn't want it to go to, the, to uh, a draw. And I thought that there was a good chance with the point being taken away that it could have gone to a draw.
1: I honestly missed a lot of that because we were talking about politics so much. But
0: um, what I, I mean, so I could, I'm totally fine with being wrong in that. But um, no, I, I mean, obviously, you saw the same way as the judges. In that, I watched quite a bit of it. I thought Sehudo won the first. I would, I would have said it was three two, and then you take away the point. I would have gone for a near draw. I understand. I mean, neither neither was super dominant in the fight, and Benavidez definitely looked better towards the end. Um, a lot of people say, oh, he threw more punches, but he was hitting air, and I don't believe that. I think both of them. You know, when you're 130, 125 pounds and your arms are only, you know, like two feet long, there's no way you can get one person can get in close enough to hit somebody and they're not going to be close enough for their opponent to hit them back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They just don't have the arm reach. They're not John Jones versus, you know, OSP or whatever where their freaking arm length is just astronomically different. In the title fight it was. Well, yeah, because Tim Elliott's a bantamweight and he mm-hmm. even mentioned he's going to go back up to bantamweight. I mean, it, that is kind of a
1: sh- like a terrible thing to put him in because if he doesn't win that fight, it's kind of hard to put him back in the mix at 125, you know, like to, Elliot. Yeah, that's kind. Of, it's kind of. I didn't think about that until after. It's kind of a no win for him unless he actually does take the title. Because I mean, he's back in the UFC, and if he doesn't just dominate the next three fights, he's not getting another title fight again anytime soon. No. And the only way he'd really be in the mix is if DJ goes up. So I mean, it makes sense for him to go up to bantamweight.
0: A lot of people have been talking about wanting to see DJ go up immediately to fight Dominic Cruz. Obviously, that's not going to – well, it could happen, but I think everybody's waiting for DJ to to break Anderson Silva's title defense record, and then after that, I think it's free game. I think he's got one more to tie it and two more to beat it. And I think – I mean, really, all you have to do is just throw anyone you can to DJ, let him beat him, get that record, and then I think he starts moving up and down a little bit more and then trying different things. Um, One huge thing about this card, well, two huge things. Apparently, they only sold like a very low amount of tickets, and there was a very low amount of viewership on this card.
1: Well, didn't you did you, you saw the stadium right it or was the like arena? Two, uh-uh. It was it was incredibly bare. Yeah, they, it they, looked like they, an actual tough finale. I
0: thought they, they sold like two thousand tickets or something like that. It was awful. Yeah. It was not good. That's one thing I didn't notice until afterwards, but yeah, apparently... Is that the death of tough? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. DJ made like $350,000. Tim Elliott made $100,000 disclosed. Apparently, more fighters made Reebok money on this card. I think they were saying like certain fighters made more off their Reebok money than they did their UFC show money, Hmm. which is like... It's a really, really sad... Card. Um, and of course, the number one comment on Twitter during it was when Tim Elliott went to the uh, Harley dealership and they asked him how long it was going to be before he had to sell his Harley in order to be able to pay for his training camps. Because Carla Sparza, uh, one of the women who won the, the strawweight, no, yeah, the strawweight, no, no, sh- yeah, right? 135. Bandit women's, no, women's bandw- strawweight doesn't exist.
1: She didn't win 135, she won 115.
0: Oh, I, I don't uh, the... Strawweight. Strawweight, yeah. I was Bantamweight. Right. Bantamweight one, yeah. Yeah, I just got to believe in myself. Believe in the ball and throw myself. Did you yeah. see the, her whole beef with uh, Claudia? I didn't see Claudia. it. I just said that Claudia, they said that she went all in on that fight. Well, so Claudia was calling her out, essentially calling her like being a bitch, not in the
1: sense of a woman, is essentially bitching out. And... uh and then she came back and was like, Didn't we have two fights scheduled? Which I never knew about. She's like, Didn't we have two fights scheduled that you didn't show up to? And uh yeah, it's it's heating up with those two. Those two are gonna fight. And I guess that she was just um Carla was just kind of like saying that I guess she turned down the contract because she wanted more time to train or maybe get her weight down. I can't remember, or she's been not she hasn't been training, so she wants a full camp or something like
0: that. I w- can't Well maybe Claudia should buy her her Harley Davidson So she has enough Training money <laughs> Make sure she gets Into the ring I, Yeah I mean I would like to go Straight into the MMA fighters union Right after that But let's talk about This card a little bit more Jorge Masvidal Jake Ellenberger Ellenberger gets his foot Caught in the cage What are your impressions On that Should have been Stopped before <clears throat> I guess that's a good point And a lot of people Said Jorge Masvidal Was gonna win No matter what So his, his foot Getting caught in the cage Is of no issue or of no surmountable issue.
1: Well, I mean... So, is there an, an argument... I, I haven't looked at anything online. Is there an argument being made that
0: it shouldn't have been stopped? Yeah. That he was intelligently trying to defend himself. No. It's up to the ref to protect... You no, know, but Herb Dean said it was a... He asked if it was a malfunction. You didn't hear the conversation in between? What? He said his foot was caught in the cage. Is that considered a malfunction? And they said no. And then they went to the MMA, like, judge, like... Uh, the guy that knows everything about everything, just like they have in the NFL. <clears throat> and he said he was unable to defend himself, so it's considered a TKO. Right. But it was called because Herb Dean didn't know what to do because his foot was caught, and he wanted to call a timeout to see if it was a malfunction or not. No. I mean, <clears throat> it, you got to save the fighter from taking more damage. It was over. And I agree. Um, to, in this one, I mean, if it's a different situation now, obviously going forward, we can figure out whether they can call a timeout for a malfunction. This isn't well. What are they, I mean, fighters stick their foot in the cage on purpose. Yes, and so, that's, that's actually what I was going to get to. So go ahead.
1: That's the thing is like if they stick it on purpose. So all of a sudden, let's say that they're doing that and they get caught, and all of a sudden they fall, they can't get their foot out. You're just going to have to say, no, no, that should have been a timeout. It's like, no, you stuck your foot in there to get leverage on purpose or mm-hmm. to prevent leverage. I don't know exactly like the ins and outs of it. It's like. No, and he'd already he'd already taken a ton of damage in that first
0: that first fury flurry, I should say. So I actually have to eat crow on that card on that fight. I said Ellenberger was so going go to uh, go in there with nothing to lose, and he was going to win. So did I? <clears> well, <throat> I don't think I said it quite like that. I just said I thought he was going to win. Your boy Brandon Moreno looked real good again. I guess not your boy. I like him. Our boy, our Mexican boy. He. Yeah. Uh, I made the observation that Br- Brandon Moreno is basically the uh, Mexican Sage Northcut because he says, yes, sir, no, sir, is super polite and super nice and super happy about everything. Did you hear his
1: interview at the end?
0: Where he said that Mexicans weren't lazy? No, I didn't hear that. I couldn't understand a thing of it. That's what was so great no, about it. I understood all of it. And then they cut out the fr- He was like, Mexicans aren't lazy. They're beautiful people or something like that. And then he started getting into, like, thank you for everyone that supported him. And the translator cut out the whole first part of it. Who thinks that they're lazy? Americans, apparently. They won't build their own wall. They must be lazy.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I've never... I don't think... I mean, I guess I've kind of heard that stereotype. Kind of. But there's always, like, a backhanded compliment. There's... Hmm. Uh, Yeah I didn't know that was a stereotype He's right they're not lazy Not at all I have had I've worked with lazy Mexicans
0: Do you like fresh fruit? (laughs) Then Mexicans aren't lazy Alright Ryan Hall versus Grey Maynard. Did you see that fight? No I I didn't know him to go get food I'm glad I did Apparently it was just a shit show Ryan Hall did all kinds of weird things And pulled a Damian Maya Where he just laid on his back And didn't do anything Good Yeah poor Gray Maynard. All he wants is a fight where he doesn't just lose or just a fight, period, and he can't seem to get it. Um, Jared Canyoneer in the 205 division. He fought his last fight heavyweight. He looked really good. I'm excited for him in the future. Um, the, I'm kind of glad that he beat the, the dude that he fought. Ion Kutalaba. Um, the guy that Hulk. did the throat cut Yeah, thing. the walk straight up to him and did his throat cut thing. I don't like that kind of stuff. I mean, I understand. It's all for show. I like Conor McGregor, but Conor doesn't do that. He just does way worse stuff every all leading up to the fight, but not in the cage, man. What's that matter? You're about to fight. Everything. No, everything. Um, the fight. I mean, the fight's already sold, so it's just in
1: the moment. And like, I mean, is there a problem with Junior Dos Santos doing the? the but he's, he doesn't get up in their face and do it. I mean, Kane came up and got in his face. I don't remember that he did it, and Kane the second time around, Kane walked up and got right in front of him before he did it.
0: Oh, really? Uh-huh. I don't remember that. You got a problem with that? I do. <laughs> if you're in the cage, stand whose your side of the it? cage and wait to actually fight. So whose fault is it? Society's. So, because <laughs> they both walked into the middle. Society's causes the issue. It was
1: stupid because he didn't come out and do anything right after that. You figure, like, oh, he's going to he's gonna lay... Like Verdum. So he's going to run out and
0: kick him. So awesome. I love that <laughs> kick. I wish I would have knocked him out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it only took a little bit of time, is all. Well. And speaking of timeouts and fights... Goodness gracious. Um, moving forward, let's talk about John Jones's interview with with um, Joe Rogan. What I wanted to get into, what I actually would have liked to do is have both of us take one side of this. One person like, oh, did you believe him? And then actually have one person. You already know where I line up on this, right? I don't. So I'm going to ask you about it. You tell me and I'll, I'll I because I'm assuming we have the same opinion. Go the, the, ahead. He's Go ahead. completely insincere and saying what he needs to that has been fed by his PR team. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two major things that he said in this interview with Joe Rogan that I really disliked.
1: I was playing a lot of Pokemon, so I didn't pay a ton of attention to it, but I tried.
0: I I listened to it on my way back and forth from, from work while playing Pokemon. No, I'm just joking. Pokemon Go while <laughs> yeah, driving. Yeah, while driving. Um, trying to keep it under 20 miles an hour so I could actually catch him and it didn't hit my <laughs> speedometer. <laughs> but uh, there's one thing that he said where... All he did is, like, push... Like, I wasn't drunk driving when I hit the lady in the car. I was just kind of stoned. I wasn't drunk driving. I wasn't drunk driving. And then later on in the interview, he mentioned something about, like, you know, I was still pretty I was still pretty messed up from the night before. Well, he, that's just what I was going to say. He did say he shouldn't have been driving. He should, well, he said... Because well, his friend he, offered him yeah, breakfast. He, and he, said he pushed to, pushed to push to push and then he was like, oh, no... Uh, I only slept for two hours and I thought I was going to be fine and I shouldn't have been driving, not because I was drunk, but but because I still wasn't, you know, in the frame of mind to be driving is what he said. Like he kept saying, like, I wasn't like he was really trying to get away from the drunk driving thing. But then he kept saying things that didn't add up to his story. Well, the funny thing was, is he's like, well, I'm a millionaire. Why would I go grab cash? It eh, doesn't mean you wouldn't go grab
1: cash. There could have been thousands of it's, dollars there. And oh, then two, um, I was could, actually surprised that he did say he went back and got his pipe.
0: Yep. I mean, I think it was more honest. Obviously, you have to be careful with these kind of things. That's kind of what I wanted to... I mean, self-incrimination. Usually, you can't self-incriminate. I wanted to ask my brother about that, actually. What can he talk about in prior cases that won't get him in either more trouble or create a case to be investigated further? You know what I mean? I think as, as soon as the charges are, are given, you can no longer like add charges onto the situation. Like, okay, cool. You were reckless driving... And you're driving while under, while impaired, right? I don't think that they can add things onto that, like after the fact, after you're charged. I was gonna say also, um, unless it's like murder or something. I lost my train of thought. I don't know what I. Was, sorry,
1: I'm a little out of it after my game, but
0: um, yeah, it, it just
1: it was it was. I like his more candid interviews. I did come away liking him a little bit more, but I don't believe him. And I guess that you're always going to have that. You're just going to have people that don't believe you. And you know, I'm on that side. Like, and it's not like it really affects me. I'm still going to buy all of his pay per views. It doesn't affect him. I wasn't ever going to buy his fight kit. Mm-hmm. There's no revenue loss from our interaction. Like, I'm still going to pay to watch his fights. He'll still be a millionaire. He's still going to be a millionaire. So it's like other than, and I'm never going to have an interaction with him where he has to, uh, he has to answer to me. It's just, hey, I don't believe you, and it just doesn't affect me at all. Other than I have to commentate on it here on this platform. Um, so along with that, Joe I wish Rogan. you would have done it with Malky, by the way, I would love to have heard that. Yeah. And the, Oh, oh sorry. That's what I was going to ask you really quick. Sorry to cut you off. Cause I wanted to hear your opinion on this. Um, because you had mentioned to me that during the, the interview that he had that they're like, Hey, this receipt that you brought doesn't match up with uh, the timelines. And then they brought back and it actually did have the same substance on it on with the, the dick pills on the other one. Right.
0: Yeah, the Clomid. Or was that wrong? Is it From what I remember, and the interview didn't really clear it up in any way, shape, or form. That's what I didn't like. The just... guy that he bought it, his, whose wife had the prescription, but I don't think Joe Rogan knew. Like It was one of those things where you really had to be following the story. So when they presented it as evidence in the actual court case, they realized that the dates didn't match up. And then when they presented the second one, the dick pills were on there, but he had also purchased Clomid. That's where the issue was. So, yes, what they said he purchased was on there, but so was an estrogen blocker, and the guy at the bottom said that he was the one. He, oh, yeah, those were for me. Dig pills were for John. Well, and the thing is, is here's the other thing that doesn't make any sense with that aspect. The guy said that he had placed the order specifically for John, and then John was like, oh, yeah, he just I happened to have them, and I took one. You know what I mean? Like, they just happened to be there, and I'd done it before. So, what? like, when... So why would one person say they just happen to be there, and the other person say that they specifically ordered them for him? And I think he said, "I can get you some dick pills. Do you want any kind of drugs?" Well, no. Well, do, what about dick pills? Okay. Did you like? Did you like his answer too? When he said, "Uh, it just didn't add up." Well, and also, why did you need them?
1: Yeah, and he was like,
0: "Well, I just—it's like the the turn on the end of the punch. I got a big dick, Joe. Oh
1: yeah." And it was like, you know, it's funny. But if we're like being honest, it didn't answer anything.
0: Why'd you take? No, he, he did continue. I mean, he, he did break it down a lot more. Like what? Yeah, well, his what he said was, "Have you have you ever taken them?" And he said, "Joe Rogan was like, I, I don't know. And I think he said no, but he had buddies that would take him all the time." And he said, "It basically is the turn on the end of the punch, right? So you you punch and you, you turn, or or it makes thing like basically he was saying it enhanced the the experience. Bullshit. Well, the story is is he likes to party, right?" And so one of the guys that I, apparently the one on Joe Rogan experience was like, Hey, he just likes to party straight up. Like he takes those things and goes and plows a bunch of chicks. Like bullshit. It was funny. Cause they kept bringing up freaking his fiance, but it's like well known in that community that he runs through most of the girls in New Mexico. And they like kept thinking like, I've got, that's the other thing that really pissed me off. And I actually verbally said, dude, you're full of shit. As he was saying it, like, If there's somebody that has a ton of respect for women, you know, with four daughters and a fiance, and it's like, dude, everybody knows you're running through women in New Mexico. Like, you can't act like all of a sudden you have respect for women. You know, maybe your mom, but that's about it. You definitely don't have respect for your fiance. I don't know. I just feel like, and maybe because I've never taken dick pills, I don't know, but I just... (laughs) I can't. You got to get on that train. Let's go down and get some of those rhinos they're talking about from the gas station. I'm getting tested. I can't. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, like, the, the turn at the end of the punch, get, like, what does that
0: mean? It just enhances the whole experience. That's, that doesn't really work with the turn at the end of long, the punch. Longer, harder, it gives you that pop that you need is what he was basically getting at.
1: That just... That's a terrible explanation for that.
0: I can agree. I, I didn't get. It. I didn't get it either. Once again, we're talking something about like I never performance have either. As far as like lasting longer, as opposed to a technique. Hey, come there's on. no technique to take. Don't point pills. out the fallacies of this. Um, one of the things I was did just like stupid. It was just it was a dumb interview overall. If like we know answers, like if I was
1: a, so like just listening to it to have fun, be like, man, eh, it, it was a lighthearted, fun interview. Like uh, to compare it again to Shannon Briggs, I compare it to that. Like. It, you, He's trying to just, like, set some stuff straight and just having a good time. I
0: laughed at a few parts. Yeah. Like, it was a fine interview, but as far as, like... But it, it felt like John Jones didn't know if he wanted to be funny or if he wanted to be serious. Or if he, And, I mean, you should be able to show your own personality. And he definitely was coached on what to say on a lot of that stuff. You know what I mean? You could tell there's a lot. Like, when you talk about this, phrase things like this. Avoid phrases like this. Do this. Like, you know, like, he was definitely coached. Joe Rogan, I thought, did an amazing job, especially when he was like, hey, you know, I th- talked to my garbage man and I hear my garbage man is picking up my trash, you know, you know, I'm, o- I'm always humble. I'm always humble. And then he's like, and then my garbage man tells me I need to get my life together. And he's like, you know what? That Who knows what that dude does in his personal life? And Joe Rogan immediately stopped him and was like, hey, man, you can't open that can of worms. Like there's always going to be somebody that does worse things than you. There's always going to be worse people than you you can't live your life doing bad things and saying someone else is always going to have done something worse or someone is going to do something worse. And it's weird to me that him talking about how humble he is and has always been that he can take these people's, you know, like, Hey man, you need to fix your life. And then he immediately flipped it on the dude and was like, but that guy probably does a lot worse than what I do. And it's like, wait a minute, that's not humble at all. Like that's really hypocritical. And so Joe Rogan to call him on it. I thought was absolutely amazing. Um, and he called him on a couple things like that. Like, Well, he like legitimately just told me he was disappointed in him. I don't think he has any responsibility to anyone. Like Joe Rogan being like, you're a great athlete. You have the responsibility to do better and be the best that you can. And it's like, no, he doesn't. Mm, there's a certain level of... I understand where he's coming from. There's a certain level of responsibility
1: to greatness, but you kind of owe it to yourself. You don't really owe it to anybody else. So I, I mean... The,
0: And if you don't want it, you don't want it. But it's like he could have have had the world. He could be Conor McGregor. But I think that's part of the psychological issue that leads to someone to have substance abuse like him. Like, I have to do this. I have to live up to this. These are the things that I have to do in my life. And then it becomes too much. Like him saying he drank every weekend before a fight is a crutch. Like, building... John Jones is the classic athlete that doesn't know how to handle fame or opportunity and he's young. I mean, he got famous young, and so part of me is like, yeah, he's just another you know athletic sob story that of the of the person that couldn't control the fame and the money when they were young. Like, but no one really wants to see that. Like, as much as I dislike John Jones, I root for John Jones because I don't want to see anybody throw their life away or throw their their potential away based on substance abuse or based on psychological issues that they need to get worked out and the fact that Joe Rogan asks him have you seen a sports psychologist psychiatrist sports psychologist and he says no and then there's this kind of gap like Joe Rogan doesn't know what to say like you know when someone like my cousin Jordan who's small potatoes Bellator you know um goes to see a sports psychologist for his for his CTE and trying to figure out his brain and get an MRI and all of that. Someone like John Jones could really take someone that's a professional, that's not a friend, that's not a family member that's going to tell him what he wants to hear or love him unconditionally and really go spill the beans to them so they can be like, cool, let's get your head straight. Let's get you to where you need to be. Not like, cool, man let's go smoke a bowl or let's go take a shot or let's go whatever. And do you believe he's actually been clean? No. Neither do I. Maybe not drinking, but it's weird to me that he was like, I haven't smoked pot since a little bit after the accident. But then he says he's been sober since the accident. There's a lot of things that didn't add up. The other thing that really didn't add up to me is when he was like, I take normal supplements. You know, I've got my protein. I've got my, my fish oils. I've got my liver cleanse. And it's like, Wait. <laughs> the only people that I ever knew that needed a liver cleanse when I worked at a sports nutrition shop. And, of course, there's other reasons for it, but were those that were cycling off of something. Like, yeah, you need the procreatine. He was an alcoholic. Yeah, exactly. He Maybe, needed it for yeah. that. But you use it when you cycle off of steroids and you need to clean everything out of your liver because that's where all of it's just hanging out. But I, I assume there's other stuff for that. The no, liver, The liver catches is. other stuff. So, I mean... But overall, I
1: mean... All kinds of, uh, it catches all it's kinds of things. like the JFK assassination. Just too much adds up to not be dubious. And the other thing, like, to get away from just the substance abuse, that made me think he would actually have lost to DC. So I think it actually kind of did him a favor when he was talking about how he bulked up and it really, really didn't work out oh, for yeah. him and how he's only been ju- doing jiu And it was also interesting... I actually liked that he was so candid about this, though, when he was like... Um, my goal is to never get
0: hit in the head again. Yeah. The other thing about power... And then not training with those, like, douches that come in. Sorry, go ahead. What power lifters do you know that aren't using steroids? That was, like, the whole concept of bigger, faster, stronger. Like, power lifters. They have to go bigger and bigger and bigger. They're, like, the number one users of steroids. And he's like, I was, just in a power, I was just in a power lifter gym for, like, a year and a half. You know what I mean? Like... And I'm not saying that you if you're a power if you're a power lifter, I'm not saying you use steroids. I'm saying that there's a higher propensity for steroid use in a power lifter gym than there would be in a normal gym. Especially because you get injured so much. Yeah. Injuries, having, to, like they said, it's a mental competition. You have to be able to lift more and you have to push yourself and you have to do that. And every time you do, it's like a little piece of crack or however you want to explain it. You know what I mean? Like... You're going for it. And so, yeah, I didn't feel he was sincere. Um, I never really have, though. I felt like the Ariel Hawani one was, like, the most sincere. Um, I didn't hear them get into the cocaine use thing. But Joe Rogan probably doesn't give a shit because Joe probably does cocaine all of the time. I don't think he really does. I don't think that's his bag. D, well, DMT, pot. I mean, he's pretty open about I, I what he I know he, he does. has. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I, well, maybe actually what hasn't he done? He mentioned something the other day that he hadn't done something, which kind of actually kind of surprised me because I thought he would do anything, but um, yeah, and I, I probably think it's, I pretty, I think that story is pretty well flushed
0: out and I think they kind of figured that out day wow, enough. And they, they, he shouldn't have got it. I mean, he was at a competition. It wasn't a PED. They should have never released what substance was like. That's where I kind of get irritated where it's like, yeah, everyone wants to know and complete transparency, but we can have complete transpar we can't have complete transparency for like three weeks on a Clomid, but all of a sudden he does cocaine and we know the next day that he the substance he used was cocaine. Like that's not cool. Like it should work the exact same way. In three weeks after, if it somehow, you know, comes out from him or comes out in the press conferences or whatever, like that's how it should come out. Not the next day because someone, you know, dropped it. Um, One more thing from a Joe Rogan relative, pot, not podcast, but sponsored event, I guess. In the last fight um, companion, apparently Eddie Bravo dropped. Who do you think is going to replace Mike Goldberg? And then apparently they just tried to uh, brush it off and just go on without it. So it sounds like Mike Goldberg might also be replaced in the UFC. Decisions on that is that his or is that UC? I don't know and nobody knows. <laughs> I feel like Mike Goldberg said he would stay though. I the last thing I remember him on, um, of course, th- it, what the hell else is going to do before UFC 200? They asked him, like, hey, if Joe Rogan goes, what are you going to do? He said he'd stay around, of course. That was before they sold, of course. Matt Hughes is gone, Chuck Liddell's gone. They cut con- their there's they're... more layoffs coming too. <laughs> what they said. But do you remember we had that conversation? As soon as they started laying people off, we said, why don't they start laying out the maybe Matt get, and Chuck Liddell's first? And maybe save we get a bunch the of best money. of both worlds. We
1: get Brian Stan and Dan Hardy.
0: And then intermix with Dominic Cruz and... Well, Chel- they, can do the after show, Chel they
1: can do the after show, but I want those two doing
0: the fight. So John Anik will probably stay around as well. Anik can do Fox uh, Fox Sports 1 cards. I think my dog tooted. I will decide the
1: the or, <laughs> I will decide what the UFC does. Yeah. Your dog tell will him. toot it as well. Yeah, he will toot.
0: Give me Dan Hardy and Brian Stan. They or would. Dan Hardy and But they're both Cruz. but they're both like breakdown announcers. They need uh, they need a color commentary. Like what Joe does? Mike Tyson. Yeah. Like what, yeah, Dan Hardy. No, Joe still does the breakdowns. Mike Goldberg would be considered color commentary cuz all he says commentary. Practically identical. Yeah, that's Brian Stan. <laughs> that's all he's going to do. We're going to demote him.
1: Yeah. I don't know if that's demotion. He she, doesn't have that job right now. Here are the
0: five phrases that you have to say this entire match. Well, it's actually more of a conversation. I guess that's true. And but imagine getting two like key analysts trying to talk over each other. No one talk over each other. Well, you would hope not. Do we? Yeah, all of the time. What? Our, uh, we, we, I, say, I, you, <laughs> we say what are sorry to about? cut you off. At least once a podcast. Right. That's because uh, so, it's not, there's not
1: action going on. Like, if there was action the going on, you would just shut up. You just wouldn't say anything.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's Dan Hardy. I mean, that's almost what you fault him for. He gets too excited about what's going on to, to remember to actually break it down.
1: What Mike Goldberg does is not that difficult. Dan, Brian Stan and Dan Hardy, they could probably alternate. They could probably switch it up if they wanted. That's and, what I'm saying. And You're be like
0: D.C., Dominic. Brian no, Stan. they do the after. Listen, you don't understand <laughs> how
1: this works. You're bad at this. <laughs> Listen, you're better at picking fights. Just All understand right, okay, me. Okay. I'm better at picking. You announcers. pick the announcers.
0: I'll pick the fights.
1: We got another decade of these guys. So you, gotta, let me pick. I'll do. I'll do us right. I promise.
0: Um, and think about it. It could pop off at any time and get into a fight between the two of them. And then there's two uh, fights going on at uh, once. Are they the same weight class? No. They might be now. No. Brian Stans probably only about 185. No, he's probably about 205. I think he's probably two twenty-five, and then you think and he? then Dan Hardy's probably two hundred five. Well, because Dan Hardy's probably is planning a potential comeback. Yeah, yes, he's not coming back. I hope. I hope, man, just for him, so we can see that his dual wolf Roman-inspired tattoo on his chest in the octagon one last time.
1: Why does he just do the pod or the? Uh, I almost said podcasting. Why does he just do the announcing without having a shirt on?
0: He should both of them. You are good at this. I told you. You're great at this. And then the fight could pop off at any time. They could. Their buttons on their shirt could too. They mm-hmm. can start with their shirts on and then they could pop off. Mm. <laughs> I'm good at this. <laughs> sign me up. Sign sign me up just to watch. Um, so let's talk the M-M-A-A-A. A? No. <laughs> A? <laughs> Canadians. So this is Bjorn Revney, right, from Bellator who everyone hates and is kind of calling a necessary evil who is I was reading about this right before we started. That's kind of why I know all this information. Um who is a sports lawyer, is a sports at- a- attorney um who also is like an agent in a whole bunch of different things, who is the spokesperson for this fighters association mixed martial arts athletics association um with headed by gsp which involved tj dillashaw kane velasquez um tim kennedy and and donald cerrone so it's they've got some of the biggest names out of all of them as compared to like the mmfaa or whatever it is the fighters association and some other one and those ones have not gone well the rfa or whatever it's called Um, a lot, Leslie Smith and a lot of the other fighters that were in the MMAFA have left. Um, and, and, uh, Couture said he may be interested in working with the MMAAA. Tim Kennedy called Rebney a necessary evil. Um, how much have you read on this?
1: Absolutely nothing. Okay,
0: so let me break this down to you. The reason that they've got Bjorn Rebney, even though he had a lawsuit with Eddie Alvarez, um, King Mo Lawler, and some other Bellator fighter, and was known to be kind of a dick, and immediately booted when Scott Coker became available, is because he's one of the only people that's ever run an actual promotion. Okay. So he could he knows the ins and outs of how the UFC or you know or Bellator or WSOF should function. Um, one of the things that he's basically promised the UFC is if they come and talk to them, they will not, um, put them into any prior lawsuits, basically meaning like, Hey, anything you guys did in the past is fine. We won't take you to court for it, but we do want to talk about, um, fighter pay about pensions and health care, as well as there's one other thing and I'd have to look it up. Um, but Tim Kennedy himself is like, Hey, he's a necessary evil, which is weird to me. Because why would you want someone that you dislike or so, like, you know, someone that you can't trust being the mouthpiece of your organization just because they know more than you do about something?
1: People act in their self-interest. Like, he's not going to screw over the Fighters Association. It doesn't benefit him to do that. If he's bad at what he does, then he loses out on the opportunity. Maybe I don't understand how it works, but, I mean, if he's, if he's a necessary evil, it probably just means he's good at what he does.
0: Yeah, being a huge dick. And I guess I mean a, a sports and some lawyer and an, ad, and an agent. Yeah, I some mean, most industries agents are jerks. Like you,
1: there are just some industries that, like in business, the best businessmen are ruthless, which is shitty. Like it's not a position
0: I want to be in,
1: but it is like it's a necessary evil. Like
0: you said, one hundred percent. They've got the biggest names, and it's interesting. The hard part is, is it's the same song that all of them have been singing. Like a lot of fighters are approaching us about this. But they definitely have the biggest amount of fighters. The weird part is is why why not build uh, at least one Bellator fighter? Like, as dumb as that sounds and as as minute and how little it actually means, like it would have been good to see someone that's actually worked with Bjorn in the past be like, Okay, cool, I'm here too and I support him. But no, it was all UFC fighters. And I guess it's a UFC fighters association, but really it would be all fighters in the long run.
1: Well, he's I don't think that really matters if, if I, he's, if he's good enough to like bring them a plan and it looks like it's going to, it's going to benefit them for the future. They know what they're looking at. Like it would, I guess it would be look, it would look nice to play nice with the Bellator fighters, but you're not that, coming in very strong over here. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I think again, like I, I literally, I, I know nothing about it other than what you're telling me other than for what I'm seeing is that the, the fighters are much more educated on their situation than I am. And, I don't know how it worked maybe the Bellator fighters weren't weren't approached um, maybe it's because they are getting like there's it's, I don't always be-
0: direct competition against the UFC
1: well, and I don't know if it's a problem with Reebok or anything like that but maybe they're like we're
0: making good money like but all all MMA fighters if you really want an organization should eventually be involved you know what I mean like you should be like cool you just fight your first professional fight or your first two professional fights join the union I mean, that's kind of how it is with um, actual unions within the United States. Like, cool, you're going to be a still worker? Join the union. You're going to be a police officer? Join the union.
1: Didn't Jose Jose say that he was going to join too?
0: This one? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I do know that you couldn't get a group of fighters that are less vocal and seem more naive about things. I mean, GSP was vocal about his last contract, but other than that, he's been very quiet Cain Velasquez is very quiet. T.J. Dillashaw is really quiet. Other than Tim Kennedy and Donald Cerrone, most of these guys are not very outspoken and well, not very, like, in-your-face about anything. Well, Donald Cerrone's not really, like... He's actually pretty pretty quiet about his
1: contract. Well, he's, he's a actually, company man. Right. And so that's, that's why, why it's a big of, deal. Yeah. yeah. So, I I don't know. Um, more to unfold on this, because they're going to start talking.
0: Uh it's interesting that they're basically like, "Hey, UFC, we won't go after you for anything prior. So let's uh, let's just get past that and really actually work together." The UFC came out and did basically a one sentence, not rebuttal, but just kind of like, uh, "We think it's great that the UFC fighter that any fighters would come together to discuss or further the best situation for fighters within the organization." Like something very kind of like cut and dry, like this is all you're going to get from us, and really we're not going to talk about this again. Do you feel like the sell of the UFC has changed a lot of this, and why do you think no one really wanted to go up against the Fertitas? Were they scared? Like, why is, why now? Um.
1: Well, I know that, like, Connor talking, he had a really good relationship with the Fertitas. Um, sounds like John Jones also did. If I remember, he brought it up as well. Except so they I, didn't back him after his situation. Maybe it wasn't him then. But I remember somebody else talking about it recently. So maybe it's actually they had a good relationship with him. I actually think it's more the valuation that they're realizing um,
0: they're getting screwed. I think they're trying to. I think they're trying to strike when the iron is is hot with the transition when not every when there's so many plates spinning that it's hard to control all of the plates.
1: I think the UFC is really shooting themselves in the foot and it's kind of hard to say from like an analyst standpoint, like a armchair analyst, Mm -hmm. because I mean, you don't know the ins and outs of everything you, it's like, you always have to like try to manage losses and things like that, obviously. But at the same time, I feel like the UFC is uh, it's me and Sean were talking about it and he brought up some points that it's just, it's a perfect storm right now Mm -hmm. for the UFC, like losing a huge foothold. If con if they lose Connor and he goes to boxing, um, and then they're also showing fighters like and people but
0: they pointed out Floyd Mayweather can't fight in
1: California, so I mean if they honor his contract somewhere else, that might just be a foot in the door. Yeah, like and it doesn't have to be Floyd. Of course, it, we think it probably has to, right? Yeah, like who else is he gonna fight? But it could be I Canelo. Don't. Um, I think it's a smash and grab. It's got to be Floyd. So, yep. but maybe it's like one of the other commissions will fall. So why can't he fight in? California. I don't
0: know. I was reading it on Reddit. They were like, this is just all a, a, a ploy or all a, a, a bargaining tool because um, Floyd Mayweather either won't or can't fight in California. It's one or the other. And so they're like, so it really doesn't matter that Connor got it in, in California unless he's using it to, you know, basically go to another commission and say, hey, I have it here. So you should allow it here as well. Um, but really, it's just a, a bargaining tool for him against the UFC but it, Floyd mayweather won't or can't fight in California, and I'm not sure the stipulations um but I trust reddit enough that if that guy was wrong, he would have been eaten alive in the, the following comments
1: i'm not I, I'm not saying he's fighting Floyd no no no, I'm just is. saying it is a perfect storm it's a it's a nightmare scenario right now for the u f c
0: um it's not good nope well, it's great, it's great for us. And it, hopefully it's great for the fighters. Obviously, the UFC is not going anywhere. They're renewing a lot of contracts at the in like 2017 and 2018, TV contracts and different things like that. So it'll be super interesting. That's one of the things they actually brought up now that I remember it. Um, 2018, they would renew with Fox, and they're looking to make like $450 million on their new contract, like four times what they signed for just a little while ago. And the last thing that you want is a player or athlete dispute During contract negotiations. So that's kind of why they're getting into this now to give them enough time to cause an issue or to give them enough time to get something worked out before the new contracts are worked out with Fox. So it's kind of I mean, maybe that's why it's happening where everybody's coming at it at the same time. But eventually these these all of these uh, organizations are going to have to cannibalize each other and either work together. Like I feel like everyone sees a, a way to make quick money on something that they understand. So, like, Bjorn jumps on and all of a sudden wants a fighters association with what he knows. Um, one of the, the MLB fighters or uh, association guys is going to jump on and he's going to start one. I feel like these guys are like, man, there's a, a, a good chance of making a lot of money doing this. I should strike while the iron is hot and we can get people on. And the fact is, is instead of making. Turn that off. It, I must have said something because it started to record my voice. Um,. <laughs> But instead of like trying to just be like, cool, we're going to make all of these things because someone eventually is going to get it right. And whoever does that, the heads of that are going to make a lot of money and actually just be like, cool, we're all in it for the same thing. You're really good at what you do. I'm really good at what I do. How about we all just come together and do this? But that's not how business works. They'll have to buy out the other ones or outperform them in order to get rid of them. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it sucks. And I'd like to get into the history of the the Major League Baseball and and NFL on that and say, you know, how many unions did they have when they first started before it finally shuffled down to the NFL Players Union or Association. And one last thing. Apparently, the UFC fighters only make 8% of, like, the total income of the UFC. And most other unions, athletic unions or associations, are split 50-50. So they really are getting the raw end of the deal. I even think that the eight percent that they're making still
1: fifty per, is more than the fifty percent of the other people. So what do you mean? So eight percent of four billion is higher than fifty percent of fifty million. One more time? That might not actually be those numbers might be so eight percent of four billion is
0: how much? You no, know, you do ten percent would be like four hundred fifty million, right? What's that? If you do ten percent, you just update to easier math. It'd be like four hundred fifty million.
1: And then what's fifty percent of fifty million? Twenty-five million. So even if there's... Our math is wrong, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. So like eight percent
0: of a greater whole. You don't feel like the NFL is worth more than four billion.
1: The NFL teams are worth more than four. Billion. Yeah, okay. they're ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Like,
0: yeah. <laughs> It, wait, were
1: you talking about the UFC was only getting 8% or... UFC Fighters. Oh, and you're saying... I thought you meant the other promotions. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, you're probably right in that case. And I thought you were saying the other promotions because it's like, okay, so Bama, they're,
0: they're getting 50% for their fighters. No, 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 thing, I was so. Compared to the NFL, the MLB, yeah. and the NBA. Yeah. Um, I think that's the last thing I wanted to say about that. Any final thoughts? Just watching your dog twitch over here. He's looking adorable in his, in his bow tie. Is he going to pick up and run into the wall? I want that to happen. So did you <laughs> see that kangaroo today? Yeah. It, fighting. yeah. So <laughs> let me tell you the story about this first and foremost. I didn't understand the context because it, it ended up in our Twitter feed. And all I saw was what I presumed to be a guy running up on a dingo and a freaking kangaroo and deciding probably drunkenly that he wanted to fight this kangaroo. And so I showed it to my wife and she's like, "Why in the world would that guy punch a kangaroo?" And I was like, "I really have no idea." And then I find out he was just protecting his dog from the kangaroo. What was the kangaroo going to do? It was choking the dog, apparently. But I don't think it could actually
1: have done it. Like T-Rex arms? It had the dog. I know it did, but the dog was getting out. And so that's the thing is like it doesn't it's not a carnivore so it's going to choke it out and try to eat it. Like I just don't see what it like put I just, it in its little pouch. I just, see i just and I didn't see what the end kangaroo's end game was like that's why I didn't know if it needed to really escalate to that, but it was amazing,
0: oh man the fact that it squares up <laughs> they do like stri- just squares up with the kangaroo and I mean it's probably all of those things that you see I think the the, the thing is is all you ever remember is from being a kid I is, is, watch it. is growing up is growing up with watching cartoons with kangaroos with boxing gloves, so the dude was probably like. This kangaroo's not going to kick me, which is actually what they do is like balance on their tail and like straight up like kangaroo kick you. He he was probably like, this thing's going to try and punch me. And so, man, he's like straight up like professionally boxes, like squares up and (laughs) and jabs the kangaroo right in the face. You think he punches it off of principle? You know what I mean? Like, well, I'm already out. I'm already out here. I'm already squared up with a kangaroo. What kind of story would this not be if I didn't punch this thing? The kangaroo didn't expect it. What do you think the kangaroo was expecting? The guy just, he just went away, jumping like you, There's nothing you're gonna do, and then he just <laughs> freaking clocks it. He oh my god! Right the the,
1: what I first came across is because somebody was showing me something on Instagram that said it's just this big kangaroo flexing, and he just ripped to shreds. And it says, "Which one of you seawards words punched my wife for playing with a dog?" <laughs> I was like I don't know what that's in reference to So the
0: kid showed me at work Oh my gosh I lost my mind It's one of my just it doesn't know what the hell is going you on You know what I would have loved to see uh, With timing aspects Is this video come out right Before the article with uh, Conor McGregor versus the Super Jacked Kangaroo Now that timing would have been that much better so Rather good. than the Conor McGregor Versus Super Jacked Kangaroo article And then this People are going to start start trying to punk kangaroos a lot more now, and they're oh, going to yeah. get knocked out. <laughs> they're going to they they're going to get kangaroos kicks. literally put back on their their tail, balance on their tail, and throw their legs. Someone's going to get freaking like straight to the Internal chest, bleeding. <laughs> yeah, like stop their heart, like <laughs> kicked to the chest by a kangaroo.
1: Serves us right for killing Harambe.
0: Yeah. Wow. All these kangaroos are going to die now because we got to protect our kids that we're not taking care of.
1: Oh man, it's my favorite. I. I love that. Apart from the cat that jumps off the cliff, the 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 cliff or not the cliff, the, the window, sill. the window for a wall nation. Yeah. Fire! Fire! That and he jumps to up. this day. That and then also there's this video. There's this vine of this guy. Like, did I show you this where he rolls down the window and he's talking to a dog and the dog looks so stupid? Goes, I put you on the news. <laughs> yeah, you you just did, did wear it. the seatbelt, numb nuts. <laughs> that. Uh, a wall nation, cat jumping, and this—I to the day I die. If I'm ever in a bad mood or did sad you, mood, it, I gotta, those will lift me
0: up. Did you ever? Th- what you need to do is look up the hashtag #RipVine for when Vine was going away, and mm-hmm. everyone was posting their favorite Vine videos. Um, one was pretty funny. Was uh, not Michelle, but one of the older girls from Full House doing her stupid like dance that she was doing, and then they—yeah, that's Michelle, they, isn't it? No, Michelle was always the one baby. Oh no, you're right. It's Stephanie. Stephanie. They did Stephanie, and she's got like a almost like a uh, almost like a Napoleon Dynamite dance that she does, and they they put it to the song. Bands will make her dance. Bands will make her dance. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been thinking about doing the uh, what's the ra- the Racer Monde song. What's that? It's that out for girl Harambe. is a really good <laughs> freezer. And then put that to it, and then put it on Vine before it closes down. Anyway. 10 minutes. Let's talk to the, the, the card that's coming up. Are you watching that? <laughs> He's watching the video. He's watching the video again. Um, UFC Albany. Oh Derek God. Lewis. Are you a believer? Are you, yeah, a, are yeah. you a fan of Derek yeah, Lewis? Yeah, He's a funny dude. Yeah. Let's watch this video again. Why, why do we have to <laughs> Oh, my do, goodness.
1: Why are we doing podcasts when, do, when kangaroos <laughs> when are, getting King are getting punched? kangaroos
0: are getting punched. Yeah. He's been completely you, man. This. All right. All right. Focus. Let's do this. Let's do this. All right. Uh, Albany. Oh. Give me your picks. Derek Lewis versus Shamil Abdelkuminov. I don't know the other guys. Derek, Derek Lewis. Lewis. Yep. Uh, Francis Neganu versus Anthony Hamilton. Neganu's the French dude. Right. Him. Corey Anderson versus Sean O'Connell. Corey Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> Sorry, O'Connell. Are you? No. Uh, those are the only. Andrew Sanchez versus Trevor Smith. That's really the only important ones from this one. Andrew I mean, there's a, if you want to see some up-and-coming fighters that weren't on this last card, um, Albany's a pretty good one for that. That'll be on Friday. Um, UFC 206. Kangaroo versus man. King, Round two. King, Jack Kangaroo versus Conor McGregor. I take the kangaroo. Eventually, it's gonna turn into like the clown thing where someone gets punched out. <laughs> All right, Max Holloway versus Anthony Pettis. This Anthony is, Pettis. This is rough because I wa- I like Anthony Pettis, um, but I think Max Holloway's gonna win
1: this. I just feel like he's a one thirty fiver, and that's probably not fair to him. But he just him and the Korean zombie. I just look
0: at him like you're in the wrong weight class. Max Holloway. Yeah. You think he could make it to 135? No, but that's what I feel like yeah. when I look at him. <laughs> when he you doesn't it. look like a fighter. I think Max Holloway has continued to progress when Anthony Pettis is plateaued. Um, and I think it's going to be a really hard thing because he's not used to fighting at 145 where Max Holloway is. And I think Max Holloway I think Max is the next big thing. I like Anthony Pettis. Not next big thing because Anthony Pettis will sell more tickets even losing this fight, his next fight. Um But I I like to see some fresh blood. And I think Max Holloway, after nine fights, I think he beats Anthony Pettis. And if he doesn't, I think he catches him like he did with Ben Henderson and gets him in some funky armbar. So I picked Anthony Pettis. So we have bad news for you, Anthony Pettis and Wheaties. Donald Taroni versus Matt Brown. (laughs) Right? I want Matt
1: Brown to win so Donald goes back to
0: 155. That's going to be a barn burner. Um... Cerrone could out-wrestle Matt Brown. He might not stand and strike with him. I hope he does, and he probably will, but he could out-wrestle him. I'm going to take Donald Cerrone in this, even though I love Matt Brown and we're all winners because this fight exists. Cub Swanson versus Doho Choi. If Doho Choi gets the hands on Cub Swanson, he's going down. I was actually going to say Choi. He's got a freaking nuke for a right hand. I was not overly impressed when Cub Swanson was here. He, he seems to have kind of lost some of his drive. He seems like a super fun dude to hang out with. Um, and maybe this you know, fight will light a, a fire under his ass, but Choi's only lost one fight, and he has looked extremely dominant in the UFC. Coach Swanson's going to be a better wrestler, and we all know Asians can't wrestle, so let's hope that uh, Choi's Everybody also... Everybody but Yushin. Yeah, and he's South Korean, so let's go with the South Korean. Tim Kennedy versus Kelvin, Kelvin Gastelum. Tim Kennedy. Let's just hope Gastelum makes weight at 185. Why? We'll have a new competitor at 205. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could, Anthony Johnson. Solid, solid point. He probably would. We probably do need him at 205 more than, uh, than we need him at 185. Um, I've got Kennedy too. Kennedy hasn't fought in what, like five years? Six years? Just kidding. He's been hunting Hitler a long time. He you know Hitler's dead. Yeah, uh-uh. he doesn't know that. No, nobody actually does. They think he's still in a bunker with uh, that chick, Ava, Ava Braun. Uh,
1: no, you know he's in Argentina, right?
0: Shh, he's in Argentina.
1: Shh, you shush. I listened to all these conspiracy theories for years so that <laughs> I could bring the news to people on this platform
0: and the, on syndicated
1: radio where we are
0: <laughs> not. Not Just because we
1: say the shit word We gotta stop
0: or you gotta start editing them out We are Not, not. <laughs> You just say not after um, Jordan Mean versus Emil Meek Emil Meek The big old viking it's looking dude It's a Meek Mill <laughs> A Millie, a, milly, a milly. No,
1: I was saying Meek Mill I know Well, no, actually you don't know Because you thought I was talking about the rapper When I was actually talking about a meager mill Or like a meek as in humble Oh
0: Like like uh sawmill that's making lumber no, but as in a meal that meekly. you eat. Oh M E A L It's like rice and beans. A, a meek meal. Meek. <laughs> Very small portions. Yes. It's like uh, it's like unrisen bread. Um Emil Meek's the last dude to beat uh Rocio Paul, Paul Harris, Ross Rosmir or whatever his first name is, the dude that kept trying to take people's legs home with him and then got <laughs> kicked out of every single freaking This is Jake yeah. <laughs> is Yeah. That guy was a... The, John Fitch.
1: All man. of his stockings for Christmas have literal legs in them.
0: Literal legs. Fragile. Um, yeah, man. So I like, I'm like. i excited to see Emil Meek. He was supposed to fight like six months ago, and then apparently he, he knew he was on something that USADA wouldn't pass here, I think, in the States. So he told him they i think suspended him for a small amount of time for him to basically clear it out of his system so he could come fight um him and his wife are both like models in norway or something like that models yeah Valerie they should start back. making people
1: have to do other things if they don't want to have if they don't want to do their uh their uh time off like when they report it like you have to divorce your wife or something. Like you have to ruin your life one way or another. <laughs>
0: You're either going to lose your wife or lose fighting. You, you Either choose. you give up
1: your son to the state or you get to continue fighting.
0: Your you boy, pick. Lando Banana, the guy that almost knocked out... Uh, Why is that my boy? Because he almost knocked out your boy, Ferguson. And whoever knocks out Ferguson becomes your new boy. But he didn't. If it wasn't for that slippery, slippery Harley Davidson sticker, the fight may have been over. May have. right under those punches. <laughs> <laughs> hear that everybody
1: that's one person laughing at their joke and if the silence you hear is you not laughing wait at wait it. wait. let me explain it let the me silence me is you, you see, not the thing laughing is,
0: the thing about this joke and why it's it funny doesn't get is,
1: funnier keep just listening
0: to the silence <laughs> um but that's the 206 i'm actually kind of excited for um not really excited to spend 50 dollars on it but you know we we have to do what we have to do Um, I have a company event on the 9th, though, so I won't be around for that, but I do plan to watch it in 206. If it's not a damn tree. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I was decorating. I had just been gone for three days. You deserve it. I needed to spend some quality time with my wife. Very true. And I still got to watch the fights, because I had them on, on the TV, and I decorated the tree. Plus, you got to talk to my brother. About all the important stuff without me heckling him about whatever I heckle him about, or him heckling me about whatever he heckles me about, or him heckling your wife, or yeah, about my dog's sweater. <laughs> That's right. My dog has a sweater, and
1: he's a black. I Latin. heard when he was, he has a sweater for when it's not cold outside.
0: Actually, he says, "What do you mean I can't take off my sweater? It's I'm hot." Not. And with that, guys. Thanks again for tuning in. Make sure you go watch the kangaroo get punched out by a guy. Very necessary. It's absolutely necessary. And we will see you next week.
1: Bye.